Welcome to the Chairsoft Show, your weekly Airsoft podcast interviewing retailers, manufacturers, sites and personalities within the Airsoft community. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, contact me at facebook.com forward slash the Chairsoft Show, Instagram at the Chairsoft Show, or by email on andy at the Chairsoft Show.co.uk. Thank you very much for tuning in to episode number 62. Joining me this week, please welcome Random Guy Kev and Joe McGarry, aka Callsign uh, TSP Sandman. Good evening, guys. Hello. Hi. Hi everyone, and it's Hi. Simon TSP. <laughs> Hi. It, it was something like that. Hello. <laughs> I don't have Instagram open, and I, I hey. just know you as Joe now. Hello. <laughs> Kev, are you just trying to do a British accent to fit in? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't do a British accent to fit in with a Scotsman announcement. It's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there must be a joke here somewhere. Yeah. An Englishman, a Scotsman, and an American walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> something. So how you guys been? No, living life. Yeah, living, living life, living. having fun, uh, being an adult, uh, not taking airsoft too seriously like most people. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've been watching what you've been up to on your videos, Kev. Had some fun. Dizzy Bat. Oh yeah, Dizzy Bat with the 40 mic. That's fun. <laughs> Wait for part two. It was doesn't, it, was it, it was doesn't it just hurt, the 40 though. mic or was it the master mic? Oh, sorry, master mic, yeah, master mic. I'm going to say 40 <laughs> mic at that close range when you're falling over. Fuck that, if you shoot yourself in the leg. Yeah. I mean, the master mic really doesn't hurt. I got shot up close with it, and it, it, it really doesn't hurt. And the spread is so wide, so it's like you're not taking all the BBs. Yeah, it spreads really quickly. I was really surprised. Because um, obviously they said they were focusing on the spread, but you don't realize just how significant this is compared to the 40 mic until you see it firsthand, do you? Yeah, yep. And um, I'm, I'm going to put a review together, just, you know, basic, just showing how to put it together and, like, the spread and whatnot. Uh, do a couple different videos to, to show people the spread of it. But, yeah. I mean, it really, really doesn't hurt. It's not that bad at all. Um, certain indoor sites, you can't use it because the spread is so wide. Um, for Strike Force South, we couldn't use it. We can't officially use it there because the spread is so wide that it'll hit. It'll hit the sprinklers. <laughs> oh right, yeah. So yeah. it's gonna set. <laughs> it'll hit the sprinklers. That's how widespread it is. I suppose this is where we're quite fortunate with a lot of our CQB sites in the UK because a lot of the ones over there seem to be purpose built, don't they? It's like it'll be something in a warehouse that you've built up yourselves. I've I've seen. A lot yeah. more in the US, whereas over here it tends to be a derelict building that's probably full of asbestos and going to kill you <laughs> at some point. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah. And, you guys, and you guys don't have that that many restrictions on what buildings you can use for for airsoft, whereas us we we you you can't you got to pick and choose specific. It has to be within the laws of like industry. What it's just it's a whole bunch of red tape, literally. Yeah. It's in, it's interesting to see for sure because, given sort of, you seem to go, have a fair few restrictions that people don't know about, but you can literally buy real steel firearms left, right, and center in most states. Most states, certain states you can't. Like you can yeah. buy the gun, but can you buy the magazines? That's yeah. the next question. Um, or can you buy certain pieces for? It? It's, it's it's so restrictive. I just I just stay away from it. I just mind my business. Watch Netflix, eat some food, and uh, just hang out. That's it. Yeah, that reminds me. Actually, I'm I'm surprised that you haven't sent me any food photos for a long time. Uh, wow, it's been a while. I know. I've been. I say play, that, I've I, been playing I, nice. You watch tonight, Joe. I'm gonna have literally about 
uh, 25 messages when I wake up in the morning from Kev <laughs> with just food. Yeah I, re- yeah, I randomly send people food that I see on Instagram, but I haven't been on my personal Instagram page to actually look at the food pages that I actually follow because <laughs> my discovery page is all full of food. And normally whenever I see something, I just take a screenshot, send it to a bunch of people, and it'll be like different times of the day. And sometimes I'll send it at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Hey, it's part okay, of life. For us, is bearable because that's 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning, so that's fine. Send it at 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jo- jo- Joe's a bit of a food man himself. We're, we're, we're naming a um, <laughs> McDonald's sandwich after him. Really? His surname's McGarry. So <laughs> we're, we're now coming up with a McGarry sandwich. Seeing as he's Scottish, it's probably got to be something deep fried. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I think I think you guys are the only part of the UK that I know of that will deep fry anything. Yeah, pretty much anything's fair. Yeah. You know, deep fried. What is it? Cream eggs at the moment are the ones. Uh, I've not had them myself. I've, I've heard about them though. What is it? Deep fried pizza. My sister was on about. Yeah, yeah uh, deep, deep fried pizza. Well, you get a pizza crunch too as well. That's a deep What's fried that? pizza with the uh, with batter, the batter over it. Yeah. Oh, mate. That's, wait, that's... wait till Kev comes to the UK. Fish and chips. Fish and, and chips. I mean, I've had fish real and chips. fish and chips. <laughs> yeah, but no, you you haven't had fish and chips <laughs> on the seaside, where you're literally dodging seagulls that are trying to steal it out of your hand as you're eating what? it. Oh, we. Where was it? <laughs> it happens, dude. It does. Yeah, my my friend. Um, well, used to be a friend. I haven't spoken to him for years, but um, he was at university in Brighton. And I went down for a weekend to sort of see how he was, chill out, go for a few beers, whatever. We were down on the seafront, no word of a lie, a seagull came from nowhere, took a donut, whole donut that he just got out of the bag, clean out of his hand, and flew off. Wow. And we were stood there going, what? What just happened? So yeah, you've you got to watch out for the militant seagulls here, Kev, but you need to come to UK. Eventually. Yeah. You need to you need to get some money. Eventually, when I get money, and I become cool at airsoft. <laughs> yeah. cool no at sponsors airsoft. rolling. You're cool. over here in no time. What happened? <laughs> when no sponsors rolling, you're over here in no time. Yeah, I mean, need a couple dollars here and there, so I might pay pay for my flight so I can host an airsoft with friends out there. Yeah, for sure. That, that's something. Um, well, when this episode goes out, you would have just had it. Yeah. Uh, at the time of recording, you've got one coming up tomorrow, haven't you? Yep. Which is outdoors, which is... My first outdoor one, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll have to get you on at some point to talk about it again. Yeah, I mean, whenever. What are you looking to do with it? And I'm definitely trying to come to the UK and set one up. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Just been... sh- sh- Shall we start an Instagram poll and we'll, we'll get people to suggest sites and then the two most popular... We'll put them to a vote and see what people want to do for CQB. For the love of God, please have it at least north of England. So I don't need to travel like eight or nine hours. Right, okay, so South Coast CQB (laughs) in Portsmouth. (laughs) (laughs) Which is probably literally the opposite end of... What what is it? Um, Manchester, that's about four hours for you, isn't it, Joe? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, four hours for me, so that's halfway. Boom, done. Level two. Sorted. Level two CQB. Let's put it to a vote. See what people think. I've heard a lot of good things about that site so far. I've seen a lot. I've not seen any yeah. videos. A lot of pictures, but I want to see a video. And see a good video in there. Yeah, um, I've seen. I know Will and Nico did one when they first 
went up there ages ago. But it'll be interesting to see how it's developed. How about the there. how about that prison place that we talked about before? The prison. The jail? Oh, well, the yeah. jail. Yeah. Yeah, by all means. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that, I, I go there, no problem. Yeah. Bring sheep with you. Bring. Yeah, sheep. I know. Like, I've never met any, any of those guys, but yeah. <laughs> Bring How anyone. have you not met them? Did you not go to the operation last year in the no, summer? No, I was planning on going and I was trying to figure out going, but it was I had to have ear surgery and then I was going to mm. try and go right after that and I realised how bad I was at recovering from the surgery and I was like, <laughs> that shit's not going to happen. Yeah. So... Speaking of which, Kev, have you got your patches yet from Sheep? Nope. <laughs> Sheep, if you're listening, please give Kev his patches. That's been like nearly a year. Almost a year. I haven't seen Sheep in forever. Sheep, are you still alive? I mean, he's a celebrity. He's always taking photos somewhere. And actually, have a you model. noticed how have you noticed how Soup's come back and Sheep's disappeared? Yeah. I think Maybe. he did tons. I think it's the same person. Yeah, <laughs> they're the same person. Yeah, I've met both of them at the same time, and they're still the same person. <laughs> That's funny. Right, so we've come up with some topics to discuss tonight. Um, so, sh- where do you want to start? Let's start with the uh, juiciest one: the competitive airsoft. Yes. Right. Okay. So, competitive airsoft. Um, can it work, or is it done? Now, the reason we've brought this up, Joe, uh, Kev knows the guys that were involved with this main story that we're going to talk about, um, well, which was the, was it Battle Arena Battle tournament? Arena. Yep. Which was in Finland. Correct. Now, Kev, just for the purposes, before we go into the debate and the discussion, just if we you run through sort of what went down at this event for the guys, and then we'll go into discussing the topic further. Okay. Um, so pretty much, I was not at Battle Arena, but from people that were there that have told me on both sides, both the American side and any other side that there is, don't be surprised, I know a lot of people, um, I was told that Battle Arena, the way it was ran from the top down was horrible. Um, from the rule rules being changed, the refs not caring too much about what's going on um what was it it was something else as far as um kind of there was like a favoritism type thing going on people were i mean it's what you expect from competitive airsoft there there, there were refs that were in a sense didn't have a bid for a specific team um, granted, a bunch of teams came from all over. One one team that's that's coming the the uh, the farthest is the U.S. team, and they have to do a lot to get there. Um, the the main thing when it comes to competitive airsoft is, and I personally think that if there's not a system where it disables your gun after you get shot, I don't think it'll work. It I mean it could work possibly if everybody has tracer bbs and the refs actually care and they're on your ass and like they're watching players on the field as tracer bbs are bouncing off them and immediately like hey you're out then it makes sense besides that i don't think so because if you're not wearing there's there's two things here if you're wearing a lot of equipment gear you probably won't feel the bb 
and we all have been in those cases where we have not felt BB hits. And don't say you have, you're lying, because no, that's not true. Um, and then there's adrenaline. You're sitting there running, shooting at people. We've seen videos of people running full speed and them getting shot. And a lot of times they don't feel that because it's like, okay, I'm my arms are waving side to side and I'm running, my body's running, my body's moving. And I may not feel that those couple BB hits. It happens. Um, and some other thing, uh, some other factors, of course. But when it comes to competitive airsoft, my thing is, like I said before, it can work if there's a system where, one, there's something that shuts down your gun immediately when it recognizes a hit on your body, or two, tracer, uni tracer units, tracer BBs are being used, and the refs, the people that are officiating it, are literally, um, like, visually watching everyone. Mm. And yeah, that's... I'd, I'd that's my thing about it. Yeah, I mean, it, I felt sorry for the guys because they they defied the odds. I found with yep. uh, the fact that they went because everyone was expecting one of the speedsoft teams to win this uh, the uh, qualifiers in the US, weren't they? Yeah, I and mean, then and these guys cutthroat contracting. I'm going to name them because you know I've I've got massive amount of respect for the guys, um, and they got a lot of shit for no reason over this, and I feel so bad for them. Because they're, they're nice guys. I've spoken to a few of them a couple of times over Facebook and Instagram and that, and I'm just waiting to get a time when they can come on the show. But they, they defied the odds. They had to raise a hell of a lot of money to get out to this tournament. Yeah, and, and, and it makes no sense to, to pay that much to go out there and cheat. And the thing yeah. is that, from what I was told, not from their side, but from someone else's side, because at the time, I was, I was at Milsom West, and people were blowing up my phone. And I'm like, yeah. what the hell's going on? I'm at it. I'm at. I'm at a Milsim op. Why are people bothering me? Oh, cut the contract and did this. Cut the. I'm like, what? And then, a couple hours later, people kind of reneged on what happened because they were just like, oh, okay, we got the facts straight. This, that, and the third. But it was already too late. Yeah. Once a message, once a perspective or a message is sent out out there, that stays with you, and that's that tarnishes what you have going on for yourself and yeah. it sucks it sucks really bad and the thing is my thing is I'm not paying this particular amount of money to go out there and mess up or yeah. or, or do anything that that's not within the rules See, and, and people oh. saw like no it's okay so well, people saw one piece of video and assumed that something happened when in reality that assumption didn't happen at all so it's like yeah. it's i mean again i wasn't there this is people providing me information that's outside of the u.s circle giving me yeah. information so it's like all right okay i mean it is what it is what what's already done it is done but it comes yeah. back down again to it comes back down from the top to the bottom. So Battle Arena, they should have had their stuff together in general. They should have had their refs together. And then that just trickles down. Yeah. See, yeah. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of it, like, competitive airsoft. Because airsoft, I think the whole point is, you know, it's based on honor. You know, and it should work to an extent. Yeah. But see... 
to be competitive, like you're gonna have that edge, and like you're explaining, it's definitely valid to have something shut down their weapon. For airsoft, I don't think that'll work because if they're gonna go down that route, they might as well go through like there's a similar place here that's called Eye Combat. Yeah. And that's just it's laser tag, like, but it's you've got a proper M4, you've got a, like a vest on, and that senses your hit, and it counts your rounds as well. So you can get a specific amount of rounds, and that's the only way I can see that kind of thing working. It's basically just laser tag. Don't you actually be able to get effective competitive airsoft? Yeah, I mean, one one thing that could work for it potentially is the system that came out at IWA from Red Wolf. They had it on their booth, which was the sort of PUBG setup they had with the vest and the helmet that can detect the hits and takes your health away. And then you've got med kits and stuff. If you haven't seen it, it was awesome. But uh, yeah, yeah, you could like yeah, get the cool. med kits and stuff and wipe it across the front of the vest, and it'd add health on. Yeah. And if you got the pill bottles, it'd slowly add health and stuff like that. And would you? I even thought had, it was like, cool. The, yeah, the diffusible bomb as well that you had the C4 diffusible that you could mess around with, and you had to pull the wires. And if you got certain wires, it halved the count. It sped it up, or it blew it up, or it diffused it. And um, who was it? I think it was Nico kept getting really lucky and pulling the right wire. <laughs> I mean, I thought I thought that was cool. Um, and yeah, uh, competitive airsoft. Like you got to look at Speed QB as well. Speed yeah. Speed QB is very competitive, and I've seen, I've heard, and seen teams that have like, you know, you're sitting there watching the live stream, and it looks like a BB bounces off someone, but that person doesn't call it, and it's just like everybody. Then everybody proceeds to be like, "Oh, that's a cheater! That's a cheater!" But then it's just like, guys, you have to understand: one, we're not on the field playing; two, this person, like, it's competitive. There's so much adrenaline going on through this person's body that they may not have felt that that BB hit them, and these guys are wearing nothing most of the time. Yeah. So it's like. Right, he may not have felt that one hot uh, shot. That's why they shoot so many times. They, in, a, in a lot of speed QB game matches, they overshoot. Yeah, they overshoot. If you watch it, they overshoot so much that it, it's like the norm to do. So it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, they they that person might have gotten shot, but I don't know. I'm not there. I'm not the ref. So you just you give the pres- person the benefit of the doubt. And I do that often. That's why, like, with my videos and stuff, I have videos of me shooting people, but a lot of times they don't call it. And I'm just like, nah, maybe they didn't feel it. Maybe they, you know, it is what it is. And I kind of remove that piece or sometimes keep that piece in there and just call myself out. And people don't recognize it. If I was to be like, hey, this person's cheating and point it out in the video, that's when it's like, oh, that's crazy. And people actually talk about it. But a lot of times I put I leave I leave those pieces in my video and people never bring it up they never notice it. Yeah, I, I don't to be honest. But I like I just I'm just too busy enjoying your videos to be honest, mate. That <laughs> I'm just yeah. sitting there thinking right what what random shit is Kev gonna do next? Randomly night walk up to somebody and knife them from behind. <laughs> oh, don't, I've, I've got to send you guys a video from um, I was chatting about it in last week's episode. I've got to send you guys a video from UCAP. Where um, a guy, because they, they allow shoulder taps as knife kills there. Oh, okay. And this guy literally walked along and he just knife killed like an entire team. And all you can hear in the background is the marshals laughing. <laughs> this, this guy's literally just walking along going, knife kill, knife kill, knife kill. And they're all like, what? But yeah. I mean, I think one trouble with competitive airsoft is that 
I mean, airsoft should be about fun. The minute you try adding Agreed. competition, especially with a monetary prize, there's gonna be oh, issues because yeah, everyone issues. wants that. You know, everyone will want that, and that's where it's gonna be like. I can see it just descending into a cesspool where people are just like, that guy's cheating, that guy's cheating, that guy's cheating because they want to get that one up. Um, and I th- there needs to be a better system in place, I think, for it yeah. to happen. You know, you see, you see all these things at game days anyway when people want to win and they're not winning because they're used to winning and they're not because they're getting their asses handed to them by an overweight thir- coming up to 30-year-old yeah. called Andy who's decided to go and fuck people up with a KSG for the day. And that's the th- and that's the thing, like people that are normally used to winning and they lose, they assume that it's because, you know, the other team cheated or they they the other team did something and then they start to shit talk them. And it's always I always see it on on social media following particular teams or particular people and they just start shit talking them. And then their fans, the people that are behind them just are the same way they're just like oh yeah they lost they, they cheated like i believe you 100 percent. no like you got outskilled you got outplayed and that's yeah. that, that's normally how it is sometimes you get outplayed you just gotta come back doing better you gotta humble yourself when when you think you're the best all the time that becomes a problem and that's when you get lax in what yeah. you're doing yeah do you put this down this competitive sort of thing and especially about the uh, battle and stuff like is it just teething problems or like is it actually is that a non-starter? Like, Wait, what happened? No, it's sort of saying, is it, um, is it just teething issues with the battle arena, or is it just going to be, just it was poorly running? It, uh, my thing is, no point. one thing about battle arena, I think one, it, uh, mm. I don't think a lot of teams read the rules. Yeah. they. I don't think they read all the rules, because there were things in battle arena that you could do that none of the teams did. They didn't understand, um, like, me watching the the regionals for the U.S., it was like a lot of teams didn't understand that your objective, this is an objective game. It's not a kill everybody and you win. It's an objective. You have to get the most gold from the bank and, and put it in your escape vehicle and at the end just hold out the time as much as possible. And you're, And the whole thing is based on points. So the more gold that you get, the more points that you have. So if you were to, say, get one bag of bricks put it in and then and that's it but you guys held them out to the to the end and there's still more gold in the bank then well i mean you you didn't do enough your whole your whole point is to grab as much gold defend and hold out to the last man but i i think a lot of people didn't pick up on that concept until like the third or fourth match around we're like, oh damn, that's what we gotta do. It's not like a speed QB type match, where it's like a TDM run around and kill everybody and you win. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what a lot of people thought it was, and they didn't, they didn't grasp it entirely. And again, Battle Arena kind of like changed some of the rules. So I mean, hey, I don't. I think. My thing is, if you're going to compete, read all the rules. Make sure you cover yourself and have a better understanding. If you have questions, you ask. Yeah. So, so to let's if we sum up this topic, then can competitive airsoft work, or do you think it's had its day and it's not going to work? I, I, I don't. To me personally, I don't think it could work right now. Mm. Yeah, I'm the same on that one. I, I don't. 
right the, right the now I don't things. think it, yeah it's too many factors it's like there's not enough refs on the field if there's if the teams don't have input on the rule set and what's going on I mean there should be like some type of committee where it's like one representative of one representative from each team should sit on this committee and you know provide uh rule sets and things of that nature if you don't have the teams involved and it's just like people who, do, who barely play airsoft involved then it doesn't make sense yeah joe um yeah simple i, I just think there's, there's too many factors and apart from yeah. like the technological stuff where it could be used to improve it yeah let's just stay away from it now God, you sound like the Brexit debate now. Use technology. <laughs> Use technology. Technology will work. Yeah, what technology? Well, for that to work, you need to have, like, everyone would need to be 100% honourable, 100% trustworthy, and, yeah. yeah, that's... Which, at the end of this day, is one of the fundamental things of Airsoft. You've got to be honest. It is a game yeah, of honour. If that's you're not it. playing honestly, then competitive Airsoft can't work, in my opinion, but, pure and simple. But, again, you have to remember that people may get hit, and they may not feel it. Yeah, because exactly. it's either yeah. kit or adrenaline. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, that was one of the things that actually we were talking about before the episode. Will Greenwood, in his safety brief, used to always... He'd always assumed that someone hadn't felt the hit rather than that they weren't taking the hit mm. at his games. And it's something that you're seeing more and more sites now in their safety briefs going, look, they may not feel it the first time. And sites are starting to say, look... If we're constantly having an issue, can you remove your plate carrier? Yeah. And drop something a bit lighter or something, you yeah. know. At the end of the day, there are things that happen. There is always going to be a, an occasion where you don't feel a hit. Yeah, now, I agree. If, if, if you're an airsofter and that's never happened to you, then you're lying. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're or lying. Or you're not playing. Sit yeah. at home, look in the mirror, and reevaluate yeah. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> sort your life out. Right. I agree. Okay. Let's just we'll, we'll briefly go over this one. We'll go on to the IWA um, discussion. Uh, we've spoken about it a fair bit recently. Uh, obviously, you've got a lot of the sort of what we'd call end users starting to go to the show now because they want to be part of it. Okay. Um, I can't speak for Shot Show because I've not been this year. Yeah. Uh, when I went, I went for a very specific purpose. And the other guys that came with me, we were actually looking at stuff for my friend's airsoft shop. So, obviously, we were there for a reason. But you are getting people that they are just part of a team. It actually came out that one of the re, one of the manufacturers, they had someone approach them. I can't remember if it was this year or last year. But they sort of said, oh, how, how can we get a hold of these? And they were like, oh, well, um, we, we, we'll, we'll have a chat with you at a meeting. Uh, we'll set up a business account. They were like, "Oh no, we're just a team. We just want to know how much it is." Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, as it's come out over the recent weeks, which I'm sure you guys have both seen in your pages, a lot of stuff got stolen this week. Yeah. From so, IWA. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so this year, not this week. Yeah. <laughs> this year. Um. What? I don't know. What, what do you reckon IWA could do to prevent that? At the end of the day. Don't let random people in. Is it is it yeah. going to get harder for us to get in if we're honestly going for a reason? For example, myself, well, Graham, etc. We, et we go with media. Like, yeah, people should be yeah, people should be vetted. Like, why are you coming? Why are you here? Hopefully, yeah. it's not just for the drinks. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if a lot of people are sort of speaking to their 
in air quotes sponsors uh. and going can you get us into this event and then coming along walking around and ruining it for people I'm, I'm also wondering with the thefts if there was a lot of the um, security or sorry the contractors that were setting these up and the security not quite being up to scratch yeah that's that's uh, probably I what don't it, know what you guys yeah. think that's probably what it was and it's like again it's like you know people see some new stuff coming out and they like they get sticky fingers my thing is like i want to go to uh, i plan to go to iwa and shot show next year maybe that moa show which is i think later this year i'm gonna try to but i uh i'm going for a purpose to record and actually learn whereas some people just like hey this is like my fifth time here i'm coming here for the drinks and have fun and maybe touch some guns I don't know. Yeah. Other people may have different intentions. By the way, can we just say world exclusive? Stop the presses, Kev for IWA next year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sneaking I, me in. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely, definitely want to go to IWA next year. But like, like I told you before, I'm not, I'm not where I want to be in the airsoft community to, to get there yet. What do you mean? I'm you're, not. You're, 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 you're a famous guy, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad he said it because, yeah, like, you, the amount of death threats I've had from Kev, I was so glad Joe just jumped in there and went, I'm going to take this one. Just a regular, regular, regular guy who's just trying to make it in this world, just trying to help grow the community and, and show people, man. like, a, a positive, positive outlook on what the community has. And I feel like sometimes we forget that, like, a lot of times I feel like people forget about the newer players like the newer people that come in and are just trying to learn or just have fun like me I'm not a tech person I'm gonna be doing airsoft for two years but I still know the bare minimum to get me past what I need to know and don't, then, don't worry Kev I've been doing this for what six <laughs> years now and just, I still don't do tech just when you said about people forgetting the new guys I'm gonna send you a link to one of the posts one of the first things that I wrote uh, it was a topic called FNGs, the fucking uh, you guys. Because wow. as people forget about them, like uh, you need to start. A lot of people ignore them. They're not ignore them. But you, see, you can pick a new guy a, a mile away. Either he's got a rental gun or he's he's not wearing a cool kit. Yeah, uh, there was actually a site I used to play at, which was um, I, I missed this site. It was the Billet in Aldershot. Funnily enough, if you watch the movie Hurricane on Netflix, which is yeah. about the Polish fighter pilots in the Second World War, you can actually see the billet. All the scenes where they're in the barrack blocks was the billet, which was an airsoft site until they started filming for that. Um, which was... I was sat there going, oh, that was my sneaky little corner I used to hide in, and I could hide there for days and no one <laughs> could get me. But, um, yeah, they when I used to go there, they'd have a day which was more geared up for newer players. Yeah. So they'd have a no-bangs day. You could use smokes outdoors, but because the buildings were wood and it was CQB, you couldn't indoors, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, they wouldn't even let you use fizzy pyros indoors. It was only BFGs. And because a lot of newer players don't tend to have BFGs because it's an expensive investment if you're just starting. Yeah. Um, then... You know, they they'd say right, okay, we've got new guys here today, and they used to go around and speak to the more experienced players and say, "Do you mind looking after this player for the first few games, just to yeah. make sure they're enjoying it, help them out?" And yeah, it worked really well. I had a I had a few guys who were just starting out 
come along with me and then I'd literally help him out for the first game yeah. say right okay think about this right okay we're going to do this now get him thinking in the airsoft mindset yeah. and then after two games I'd be like right go have fun go enjoy it I'm, go and, hook up and, with some different and people and that's the thing that's what you got to do and I try to remind people like hey the only way the airsoft community grows and this field stays here is this this person has fun and then brings more friends with them because yeah. you being the experienced player, like yeah, you're here, you're you're regular here. You and your five friends are regulars. Well, what about like you know, the other people that that need to come and play and try this out? Like the the field still needs to make money so they can maintain themselves. So you 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 gotta think about the new newer players that are coming in to bring in more business to help grow what's going on at the field because that can help bring more events, more a different equipment. And things of that nature, but people again, people don't think that way. Yeah. That's that's why I'm so happy, like that I have my airsoft with friends, and I try my best to educate people on that stuff. Like, hey, we need to bring newer players in to have fun, yeah. help grow the community, and boom, now we can get now we can get other stuff here at this site. Yeah, definitely. It, it just helps develop the sport as well, yep. or hobby, if you want to call it that. Because there's always that argument: is it a sport? Is it a hobby? Who um, cares? Hobby. It's a hobby. <laughs> yeah, like it's a sport. I have to run places. I have to run places. It's That's so like much exercise. Work. Yeah. No, no, no. You're not forced to run, Andy. It's a hobby. It's a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> if I've got to run, it's sport. Okay. <laughs> I didn't see you run once at Colton Century. That's because you weren't there. Ooh. Ooh. You weren't, you weren't there. really there. You Ooh. it was it was uh, uh, look alike. Uh, uh yeah, look alike was there, uh, yeah. Look like I was, I was running around, I was running between buildings and seeing if you guys needed any backup. I was all over. Yeah. Which for me is unreal because like, you know <laughs> I'm not used to playing outdoors, let alone running far outdoors. <laughs> you know. And and plus at Tundham as well. Last time I went there I fell over. That's funny. Do better. Yeah. I did get hit as well. And then sort of as I got hit, I just went to slow down. And my foot just went down a pothole. And it was like a rabbit hole. And my foot just disappeared. And I was like, oh, I'm going down. Save the gun. That's it. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. I don't want a folding stock on my 416. Thank you. <laughs> uh, where is he? I hope McTaggart listens to this. Because he's got a habit of breaking his 416s. Um... Right, so okay, you you were mentioning about new players there, which obviously we 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 sort of touched on kit, which brings us on to another topic, which was brought up, which was sort of like real sim with your loadout, etc., etc. Is it worth it? You know, as far as I'm I mean, concerned, I'm, I'm going out, I'm playing airsoft, I don't need this stuff for real. I don't mind paying £40 on a Viper chest rig, Spec Ops chest rig, just to carry a few mags and a couple of grenades. And then when it breaks, I'll just buy a new one. It's only £40. Uh, I think, but I don't know about you guys. I think it depends. Like, what you're in, air, in Airsoft, and I try to remind people, like, before you play Airsoft, see if you even like it. Because some people don't like it, and they buy all this kit and stuff just because they saw people on YouTube have all of it. And then they don't like it. Now they can't return their stuff. So, yeah. like, my thing is you find something that fits your game style. So, say mm. if you go to, you know, an open play. Uh, you may not run around with a full plate carrier. You just run around with two mags, put them in your pocket, and keep it moving. Whereas, say, if you're preparing yourself for a milsim, 
um, you see what other people have and you team up with whoever you know and kind of mm. figure out what, hey, what, do, what, what should I carry? What should I bring with me? And then after that milsim, you kind of adjust for the next milsim if you decide to go to another one. So it's kind of your kit is based off of what you're doing in Airsoft, yeah. in my personal yeah, opinion. Yeah, it's how you play it. If you if you want to do it, fair play. If you've got reason to do it, then fair play. But if you're if your only point of buying it is because you've seen other people with it or it looks cool, mm. and better mean I'm just saying looks cool, then yeah, take a minute. Or in the case it. of some brands, if you've got more money than sense and you're just buying it, even though you're only going to wear it once a month for a skirmish day and that's it. Word. Grind <coughs> precision. Yeah. I can, like I, I can understand people who spend that kind of money who are going to be wearing it at Milsims week in week out. Where you're going to be in it for in the UK. I know, I know the US Milsims sort of tend to work a bit differently, as we've discussed in previous episodes. But with the UK Milsims, where they could be in it for 48 hours, maybe even longer, if they do some of the ones in like the Czech Republic and that, where you can play for 80 odd hours. Yeah then I can understand making that investment in the expensive kit because you're going to be wearing it day in, day out over a fair few months kind of thing or yep. sort of at least two, three days a week out of the month where you're playing a game. So you want something that's going to last, whereas because I play a lot of skirmish games, I don't mind spending £40 on a cheap chest rig just to get me going and playing at games. And Carlo's probably going to get really upset if he's listening for me mentioning Viper, but... It's not the joke it used to be, yeah. you know. They it's like Skoda. They used to be, brand, right? yeah. And you think about Skoda with cars years ago. They used to be like the laughing stock. Now they're really good cars. Since they've been bought by Volkswagen, they're really good cars to drive. And yeah, you know, Viper have really upped their game in the last few years, and their kit is spot on now. Really, you might get the odd pouch just a little bit undersized for a mag and it's a little bit tight but other than that you know generally speaking that's once in a blue moon okay so what kit are you guys running at the moment and let's run through brands um water assault chest rig um yep. I think it's helicon the helicon trousers and our camel that we got that the the black and white one or black light blue or whatever we just got that off wish <laughs> yeah so Actually, I'm glad you mentioned Helicon Tex. Thanks for the free beer at IWA Helicon Tex. Um, we are just walking past and they gave us beer. <laughs> That's cool, man. Uh, the trousers I've got, man, they actually really cool. There's a new version of them. I think it's the SKU. SKU? Yeah. But they're, they're solid trousers. Cool. Kev? Um, I'm running a Lancer Tactical. Um, I like it because, it, one, it's very comfortable fits my needs and uh it's it's affordable i've been running it for the past year as my main my main kit i have a secondary which is like engage tactical it's a custom kit uh for like a minimal minimalist setup but i don't yeah. run that as much as my lancer tactical one cool uh i was mentioning viper earlier because yeah i'm running the viper spec ops chest rigs i like to run light uh, i will be going for the warrior and Possibly 5.11 as well and trying some different brands out because I'm a bit of a 5.11 whore. I sit here saying about affordable kit and using it, but then I'll go out and spend sort of £60 <laughs> on a pair of trousers or a shirt. But, hey, as you said, you, you wear what's comfortable for you. 
Yeah. I like the practicality of the 511 trousers because I've got mag pouches in the pocket. So because I can only carry four on my rig and I'm running a TM recall with 82 round mags, I can carry an extra couple of mags, which at a skirmish day, especially if you're outdoors, you need. The, yeah. the Helicon the trousers I've got, they've got uh, well, utility pockets, but they can fit in four mags in them. And it's yeah, they, they, these have actual specific Stanag mag style pouches sewn into the pocket lining rather than just fitting the mags. If that yeah. makes sense, Jay? Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. The... Yeah. No. Which, yeah, I love that because I can carry an extra two mags. Oh, Kev, I've got yes. my tracer fitted now. I forgot to tell you while we're talking awesome. about kit. So no, I can, it's, it's I can have nice, unit. yeah, I can have some nice glowy BBs that no one's <laughs> ever going to see because I don't film gameplay. I mean, <laughs> it's more so for letting people know that you hit them. Yes, I hit you. Yeah, you did see it bounce off your chest. Don't argue. No, it's all about looking cool when you're indoors and making pretty colours. Let's be honest. <laughs> Give us more than green and red. We want I multicoloured mean, BBs so you can have like. I mean, I Multi- heard that. Um, I mean, to make the other colours, it's like. It's it's hard. Yeah, I've heard make, it's difficult. Yeah, to make them illuminate and all that, it, I heard it's like very difficult. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. you, could, you could try and get somebody to do it, but I don't think it's. it's I think it's going to be a lot of R and D, and it'll be a matter of years before the technology catches up potentially to, to start doing this. Be, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, right. What's next? Let's have a look at. Well, we've got one more topic lined up at the moment. Uh, so shopping online versus going on the high street versus second hand. Um, Let's run through and see which you prefer. So my thing is. Um, I try to go and shop local, uh, but of course, local shops don't have, they don't carry everything that you need. Um, that's that's when it comes to new products and things like that. So then my secondary is going, you know, going online and purchasing. If I ever try to purchase something that's um, secondhand, I use Hop Up. Hop Up is available everywhere from my understanding. So it's the Hop Up app. So it's eBay for it's literally eBay for Airsoft. Um, and more and more people have been downloading it and using it. It's, you know, you do a voucher system to let people know, like, hey, this person's good to buy from. Things of that nature. So you're not scammed or anything. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. In fact, Kev, we'll have a chat after because that would be something we could talk about on the show sometime if we can get the guys on. I can uh, put you in touch. Yeah. Hook me up, bro. Hook yep. me up. Um yeah, I mean, you're seeing more and more of these second-hand sites coming up. I mean, Airsoft Nation does one. Uh, you've got, I don't know, is Weapons Crates a thing again, or has it died again, Joe? Uh, I've not seen it in a while, mate, and I've not seen it. Yeah. Like but there's... but th- there are other ways of getting it as well. Um, for me personally, I don't buy second-hand, because... Um, you don't want something that could be on its way out and the guys thought, oh, this is going to get expensive soon. Gets rid of it. You get it, it works fine for a few games and then goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no. for me, I'd, and plus, you know, I prefer going on the high street. There are things I will buy online. Uh, I fell foul of it recently with a Phobos holster that I brought that my Glock 22 didn't fit into because I didn't take into account it's got the little rail on the front under the barrel. Do better. Um, so yeah, it was my fault. Uh, I went down the shop, 
fact, I actually drove to the shop because it wasn't. I was sort of halfway there at work anyway, so I thought I had a Friday afternoon free. So I thought, yeah. I'll go down. I'll speak to them. It's easier than sending it back and getting in touch with them and paying for post. And that I can go. Literally walked into the shop, spoke to one of the guys. I said, "Look, I ordered this, mate. Um, it doesn't fit." And oh, that's odd. I went, "Yeah, I think it's because I've got the rail. I've been a bit of a div, basically. Is there any chance I can change it out?" And he went and got all the Fovas holsters for Glock 22s there. In fact, all Glock holsters they had. And we tried one until it fitted, and it actually resulted in me buying a torch off him as well. So they've made more money as well. <laughs> um, but I, I like having that face-to-face interaction as well with people. And you yep. can go and try products. So a high street relay ta- retailer that doesn't let you try products isn't as good in my opinion I've, I've used one in the past and they said to me oh, I can't let you try that out before you buy it because if you decide not to buy it I've then got to sell it as used mm. but hang on it's still a new gun it's had about 10 rounds through it Yeah, which they would have done in tested anyway yeah if you most like retailers anyway because of the FPL, FPS limits yeah. they test them when they, or most of them I'd say some of them like they test all their weapons when they come in and they yeah. verify that they're within the limits. So they are used to used anyway, it doesn't matter. What's, yeah. what's five or ten rounds going to do it? Yeah. Exactly. And if and, it does and, break it, then there is an issue with the gun, so you've just saved uh, yourself and them a hassle. Yeah, exactly. You know, And at the end of the day, you're going in, you, you're, you're looking at spending sort of five, six hundred pounds on a product. If you don't try it before you buy it, then you don't know if it works for you. Yeah, you know. Um, so again, Combat UK. When I brought that Glock TM Glock the other week, uh, Emma actually, who we were talking about earlier, she went into the shop and got all the TM Glocks they had in stock at the time, and we used every one. And I tried them out. I think it was the twenty six, the small one. Is it the twenty six? The tiny little one they have. Anyway, she, she she got that out. I tried that and I was like, to be honest, it's ridiculous because the thing's the same size as my hand. You know, I can't practically manipulate it in the way I want. I need something a little bit bigger. So I, that's we tried a 17. I was a bit like, yeah, it's all right, but everyone's got them. So then we settled on the 22. Um, but it was nice to get that experience and I could figure out which ones worked for me, which ones I liked the look of as well, how practical I found it. And I think trying before you buy is the way forward at the end of the day. Yeah. Regards to like kit, like weapons and sidearms and maybe some other bits, but that's where I'd shop either online or in store. But for kit, I'd be mostly like second hand. But that's pretty much as I said to you before. Like I've got a lot of stuff, from like the the Warrior DCS that was second hand, and I get an Odin speed loader, second hand, like all that kind of stuff. I've actually managed to grab quite easy. Um, but if I was if it was a riff, then yeah, it's going to be a, from a retailer or a specific bit of kit, especially clothing that will come from like online or in store. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, there are things that you can buy online and. Second hand, uh, I definitely agree with you on that, Joe. Um, like, yeah, like you say, I mean, let's be honest, British Army DPM, <laughs> which you could get from any surplus store, you can't buy that new, can you? No. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not even made anymore, I don't think. There's probably companies reproducing it, but the original stuff doesn't get made anymore. 
But uh, yeah, I'll agree. There is stuff you can buy online second hand. But when you are looking at that gun, you know it is a lot of money to be sinking in something. You want to try it before yeah, you buy yeah, it. Before you get uh, it. I think even even if you are confident of buying something, you're sinking like say two to hundred quid into it. Gets delivered to try it. It's not what you want. And then even if they're willing to return it, and like say for instance you've got like a fourteen day guarantee with some of them, like if you don't like it, you can return it. Yeah, you if, get that like, sort of cool off period, don't yeah, you? Yeah, it's still a bollock. Do you know, like, yeah. you've ordered online, it's some days to get delivered, you've tried it out, it's some days to send it back, some days to clear and get a refund and all that. It's just a bollock. Like, so you'd rather just, I'd, I'd personally rather be in a store and put just in a diff. Yeah, exactly, you know. Um, like I said, you, you've got to make sure it works for you as well, you know. It, there's no point buying a riff thinking it looks cool and then you get it and, yeah. like, even if, like, something like the internals are made of cheese. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Toenail clippings or it's something like that. Known to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what you guys spend the most money on. Which, which do you spend the most money on? Online, on the high street, or second hand? Uh, for me, it's been second hand because the only thing I've purchased uh, from a store is I got the M4, which is my first M4. Um, that was from Land Warrior. It was 135 quid because that was a really cheap one. And then I bought the UAR, but I sold that after, after like two or three months. Yeah. Um, but that's it. So I've, I, I've bought a lot more second-hand kit, because I've pretty much got a complete loadout, so everything else is second-hand, pretty much. Yeah. Kev? Um, online. Yeah? I mean, because a lot of stuff that I want, like it'll be like little pieces here and there that I just purchase online. I suppose, I suppose as well in America, it's a much greater distance to go to a retailer for a lot of people than it is in the UK. I mean, yeah. Sometimes, and I, sometimes I don't care. I don't. I'm not in a rush to get my stuff, so I can come whenever. But other times, yeah. like, I'll if it's at the store, I'll just go over there and pick it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah all your airsoft innovation stuff as well. Yeah. Let's not forget that you've you've basically got like their entire catalogue now, haven't you? Kind of, sort of. Well, the only the ones I know up here is there's one in Glasgow, and then after that it's pretty much Land Warrior, which is just outside of Edinburgh. So that's good. Yeah, I'm gonna say, yeah for you, for you guys in Scotland, it's a little bit further afield. I think I'm quite fortunate that I live near London, that there's a fair few retailers around. Yeah, the only thing I'm grateful for is like I don't drive yet, but I think as soon as I do, I'll probably go to Land Warrior more often. But the fact that it is for me, or I don't know if you, obviously yeah, you know about Land Warrior, but it's the fact that it's such a good reputable place. Like, I wouldn't want to have like shitty local businesses near me, and that's my only option. <laughs> so it's good that it's not too far a journey to get to a good place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I, d- I don't think like if I lived out in the sticks in America, I don't think I could deal with the sort of two-hour drive across the state to nope. go to a shop to, to do anything. No, no, thank you. No, you've got a chauffeur now, haven't you, Kev? Now you've made it. Ooh. Made it where? Made it to In my airsoft. bed. <laughs> I made it to my bed. I didn't make it anywhere else. Oh, did I tell you the story about the uh, the limo at um, IWA? You had a limo? That's fancy. No. You talk about me. We came out of uh, Mealsim, and a limo drove past, 
and out of nowhere, people started shouting, oh my God, Novridge, Novridge, and banging on the limo as it came past, shouting, Novridge, give us a lift, and stuff like that. It was amazing. I was in absolute hysterics at that. It's, it's the running joke that you've got Novridge's limo. That's funny. That's funny as but yeah, I, I, did, I did hear that you're a bit of a diva, Kevin. You don't like going to ops if there's not a hotel nearby and you need what? to be driven. Wait, and is that not you? <laughs> no, I, I openly admit that I go to a hotel. Somebody <clears throat> keeps it secret, though. I mean, I like what I like. <laughs> Got every creature comforts, haven't you, Kev? Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, and plus, Joe, to be fair, when it was sand, uh, not Sandstone, um, Shogun's Fall. How stupid were you guys when it was freezing cold and there was frost on the ground and I was in my nice warm hotel room? Yeah, but there was three of us in a tent, so it was really cosy. And I, I had nice <laughs> fresh coffee in the morning when the coffee really company cozy. hadn't turned up. No difference between me and you as Andy. You're, I'm Scottish, like, we you know what cold is. Yeah, true, you're used to the cold. It snows like 90% of the year up there, doesn't it? Uh, but it's not as bad as that, but yeah, it rains a lot. <laughs> you get two days of sun a year. Two days of sun. Yes, summer, yeah. summer was actually just last week. <laughs> yeah, it's done now. That's it for the year. Winter's That's back. Funny. Yeah, it was fucked. That's funny. Two days of snow. <laughs> right, have you guys got any other topics that you'd like to discuss before we wrap things up? Um, I mean... I mean... Kev's on to something here. I was, I was going to... Be a little controversial. A little Do bit, it. But Go for it. <clears throat> I mean, Con- controversy equals listened. Yeah, listen. <laughs> or views on YouTube videos for you. Yeah, especially right at the end of the, like, what we're doing. You know, yeah. listen right to the you end know, of the controversy. You know what? Like, this could this could be another. This could be another whole video. I mean, whole recording thing. Like, we could just end this right now. We could just end this. We'll, okay, this, this could be we'll a whole talk. Other we'll topic get you back on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, where can people find you, uh, Joe? Go first. Um, in Glasgow, floating about, doing nothing for a while. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, family life <sighs> just now, man. Because uh, my wife's pregnant; she's due in July, so yeah, so oh, okay. I'm taking, taking a little bit of a break now. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, right, okay. So, uh, but yeah, obviously, if they want to abuse you on Instagram and say come and do more stuff, stop being a melt. Yeah, I'm still there. Totally yeah, cool. Or was it Sandman underscore TSP? Yes. Not TSP Sandman, like yeah, I said. Yeah, got start. it. Good boy. I remembered now. You remember because you I, checked, didn't you? No, I'm just getting sort of. I think I'm actually getting dementia. Kev's just playing some random music. Yeah. <laughs> Kev's bored. Let's go. Kev's bored. <laughs> right, Kev, where can people find you? Um, on Instagram, RGK underscore Airsoft. On YouTube, not in New York. Kev. Yeah, not in New York. Not <laughs> Kev. Um, yeah, just subscribe, follow. It's lit. Turn up. I'm here. You know where to find me. I'm gonna have to go watch quite a few of your videos now, man. Go watch it now. Watch it right now. Yeah, start I am, with I am. a busy bat. I subscribed to your channel about two minutes ago. All right, go watch all the videos right now. Yeah. All the way to the end as well. Oh, you have to the, watch right no, don't, to the no, very no, 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 hold on, hold on. You could watch up to like the past six months. Anything before that, eh, video quality starts to go down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I looked at my old stuff and I was like, oh god, this is so cringy. Over a hundred videos 
all fairly short. Yeah, I could take this. This would be easy. Do it. Do That's it. the thing I like about your videos compared to some other gameplay videos, Kev. It's nice, short, snappy, fun. Yeah, um, I mean, I keep it on target. Yeah, you keep it, you keep it nice and short. Yeah, 10-15 minutes is sort of the, the lifespan of anyone, isn't it? Yeah, like once it once it hits like 15, 20, 30 minutes, it's like, yeah, no, that's enough for me. That's some well, serious people, dedication. Yeah, people start losing interest as well, you know. You've you, you got to think about your attention on yeah. media as well. That's when anyway, I put them a, into parts. Yeah, that's another bit of it. That's another topic for another day. <laughs> guys, you know where to get in touch with me. Go check these guys out. Um, yeah, check us out. Today. We, we'll look yeah, at doing bro. another one of these. We'll look at doing one of these every sort of couple of sort of six weeks to two months. So, if you guys have any topics for the next one, leave them in the comments below. Leave them. Uh, leave them all below. Yeah. Smash it. Smash anyway, it. Anyway, anyway, guys, that's it from up me, and that's it from the rest of the guys. Take see care. Ya. Look after Later. each other. Take your hits. Don't be a dick, and we'll see you guys next time on the Chess After Show. Be Bye a dick. Now. Be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a kid.